going on, everybody? Welcome to the Behind the Glass Sports Podcast. Thanks for hopping in, tuning, tuning on, tuning on, tuning in, hopping on, listening, whatever you're doing. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. A lot to get to today, uh, mainly of the Nuggets variety, because there's really nothing happening in Broncos country um, outside of Russell Wilson throwing the ball to his wide receivers and Melvin Gordon firing his agents uh, or agent getting a new agent, and then possibly Russ, leaving. Russ uh, showing up to Nuggets games and during the, during the first pitch at Rockies games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, yep, he owns the city. <laughs> yeah, and he stayed the whole time at the Nuggets game, which was shocking. Yeah. Probably didn't stay for the whole Rockies game. I mean, who would in their right, man, right <laughs> mind do that? I would not want to. If he did, more power to you. But, uh, yeah, no, cool moment the other night. He was at the... Nuggets game, uh, got to see Jokic get busted up and bleeding all over the floor, so welcome to Denver, yay! Uh, Alright, the game, the game, the season is coming down to it, we got two more games left in the regular season, um, the Nuggets are kind of, I don't want to say limping to the finish line, but they could really use this five days of rest that's coming up, now that they're not going to have to play in the play-in, um, I, I think it was Ryan Blackburn when... It was coming down to the final eight games. He kind of put out on Twitter, you know, what's what's everybody's prediction? I thought they were going to go five and three over the next eight or whatever it was at the time. Turns out they've done that at this point. Um, so we'll see how they finish with this last two. But uh, last one, they're five and yeah, two in the last. So I mean, they could technically go five and six and two. I thought they were going to go five and three, um, but. Doesn't appear they might lose to the Lakers. Well, it depends on if they rest everybody, too. Well, yeah. I mean, if it's bums versus bums, I mean, it's time I don't know. If, show out. If, if Faku is out there starting, then they're probably going to lose. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine they're <laughs> going to play Jokic, right? I mean, Jokic, I think, is going to rest. Aaron Gordon's going to rest. Mm-hmm. I would assume Will Barton's going to rest. I, I can't. I don't see why. Because really, the Nuggets can't really do much at this point. They're right. kind of stuck at well, six. Well, here's the thing. No, they're not stuck at six because when does Utah play their game? Because I think Sunday they play Portland. There's no way they're losing to Portland. What time on Sunday? Uh, I can look real quick. Because that that could be something to um to look at, but I don't think. I mean, I, I guess we can get into it. it as far as put, playing between Golden State and Dallas, I don't think I would rather play Dallas, but I don't think it matters as much as um, as much as people think. Just because I we don't know how how healthy Steph is, mm-hmm. so for all we know, I mean he can miss the series. Well, we we have no idea. Or so, a game or two, you never know. Right. So. Um, I guess it all depends on if the Nuggets are really trying to win it this year. And by that, I mean, is Jamal Murray playing, right? Because if Jamal Murray is playing, then it's not necessarily about the first round. It's about, okay, who, if we were to win in the first round, who do we play in the second round? So in that case, I'd rather be the sixth seed. Because I want Memphis in the second round. Let me pull up 
Club. So I think it's in Denver's best interest to lose on Sunday, no matter what. Um, well, I mean, they they won't really have to lose if Utah wins, and they both play at seven thirty, by the way. So those right, are gonna be well, and teams. right, so like we we wouldn't know by by the time the game starts. But yeah. what I'm saying though is like if you lose, no yeah. matter what, you, you confirm this. that you're the six seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you lose, Other, you're stuck at six. Because here's the thing. Utah might be thinking the same thing. If we can get to the second round, we don't want to play Phoenix. So Utah could be thinking, hell, we want to lose. I don't know if Utah wants to play anybody at this point. Well, <laughs> I don't think Utah will win around. I mean, but, they're playing but, the worst of all the playoff teams at this point. Yeah. Well, that That's what I'm saying, though, is like it the best case scenario for the Nuggets and a path to the Western Conference Finals and a shot is getting Jamal Murray back and saying, we're going to win round one. Hopefully we get Dallas. Get Memphis in the second round. And then maybe by the conference finals, because there's a day or two in between every game, maybe, just maybe, MPJ is back and you are fully healthy by the Western Conference Finals. Because with Jamal Murray playing 25 minutes a game, you could probably beat Dallas and you should beat Memphis. So if you can just get to the conference finals, get MPJ back for 20 minutes a game. Murray's playing his normal 30, 35 minutes a game. He's full up, fully up to speed by that point because these, these series, whether they win or lose them, they're not going to be short <laughs> no matter what, because the Nuggets don't like to do that. So they're going to be six or seven game series in the first, second round. If you do win those, so he's going to have, you know, anywhere between, I would say, 12 to 14 games under his belt by, by the conference finals. All right, here we go. Now we're now you're fully healthy. You have all your weapons as long as no other injuries happen. Knock on wood. And let's see it. Can they beat Phoenix? Fully healthy. I think it's a nice idea. But I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, expecting Jamal Murray and MPJ to be 90%, 85%. Like, I just don't know how realistic that is because you're asking them to get acclimated, not in regular season basketball, in the playoffs. And so if you bring back Jamal in round one with that intensity, I to me, I just think it's too much. To me personally, and then uh, if you're going to bring MPJ back too- in the second round, if that happens, well, here's the thing, and here's here's what I thought that's been really interesting about Jamal about the whole thing with Jamal, and and I mentioned this, I don't know if it was our podcast or if I just mentioned it to you, but it was a few years ago. LeBron was hurt, and instead of coming back and playing 15 minutes, then 20, then 25, you know, having that pitch count, instead of that, he stayed out longer. And then came back full, right? What's interesting about the Jamal Murray thing is that when the injury happened, we're thinking maybe March, right? Obviously, that didn't happen. And then everyone's saying these past this past week or two, and and specifically Connolly, they said, "Well, it's up to Jamal." So if it's up, hundred percent up right. So if it's up to Jamal, but that that's been said the past couple of weeks by a couple of other guys too, by Malone and a couple of players. Why are they saying that? Why is it up to Jamal? 
Well, I think they think he's because, ready. Because, not, because normally, normally you would say, well, we'll see if he gets cleared. Well, that was Malone's tune about a month ago. That, you know, he's he's still got some progress to make. You know, before they sent him down to the G League, I felt like that was the tune that Malone was singing. Like, hey, yeah, it would be awesome to get him back, but, you know, there's still some hurdles he has to jump through. I think it's been a lot of talk. I, I think he's close. He's been really close for a while. And I think I wouldn't be shocked if he's been cleared and he's been ready for the last month. Honestly, like I, mean, I, do they have I to think after that he's cleared, though, do they have to put that out there? Not necessarily. Because because you can like not maybe not officially, right? Maybe he hasn't officially been cleared, but the doctors are saying, well, when you feel ready, you're good to go. Maybe it's more of something like that, right? Where it's the doctors haven't put in, you know, they haven't put in the paperwork We're like, oh, this guy's clear for sure. But the doctors may be saying. Jamal, it's now physically, there's nothing we can do. It is yeah. up to you, yeah. right? It's the, your feeling. And for the Nuggets, it's like, okay, why would we bring Jamal? Like, think about it, though. Why would we bring Jamal back in the regular season when it doesn't necessarily matter if he is fully ready to go? Like, now, and I get it. Playoff intensity is different and blah, 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 blah. But... But I I don't think it's going to be that big of a jump for a 23 or 24 year old. And also when you take into account who Jamal is and the way he works, I I don't think it's going to be. It's not like he's 32, 33 coming off of an ACL and a torn Achilles. And it's like, okay, we got to really take it slow with this guy like Clay. I don't think it's like that. I, I do think that it's more of the timing. When do we actually want to bring him back? When is it the smart? Because I I just I don't think there's a whole lot of good to bring him back in the regular season compared to the playoffs. Now the argument, the only argument is speed, right? The speed of the game, getting back, getting acclimated back into the game, and that's fine. But would it, couldn't you say that while he's getting back into the game, they could still win a series against Dallas? Because it's not like he's the focal point, right? It's not like um, it's it's not like you're relying on Giannis, right? Okay, you got to get back now. Like we need you, and we need you to carry us. Jokic has been doing that. That's Jokic's job. Jamal is more of just another ball handler. And another shooter, essentially. Think about it, Jamal as being that guy in round one. And then by, through six, seven games, I think he could turn on that switch in round two. I really do. Now, I could be completely wrong, but it's just the way they've talked about Jamal and and the, the subtle, well, it's up to him. I I, I really... I really don't think it's going to be a, a situation where it's like, okay, well, game one, he's only going to play 10 minutes. I really don't. I think he's been ready. No, I mean, if, if they did that, that would be pointless in itself. Right. Like, if he's exactly. ready. You, my thing is, I just think he needs to shake off the rust. And I'd rather him shake off the rust in 
the last few games that there isn't anything to play for rather than because I think that just ratchets up the pressure for him. There's already pressure naturally for him to come back and and play and help his team add the pressure in his own mind of just feeling secure and comfortable like, hey, this knee is good. And then on top of that, it's all right. Now we're in playoffs. Now we need you right now to make Mm -hmm. shots. And we know Jamal historically has had issues being consistent. So I think for him, it would have only been beneficial to have him play a couple of games at least to to just get that rhythm down and that timing down. I'm not you know doubting Jamal as the person. Like if he'll be ready, I think he'll be ready to play. And I do think the tune has vastly shifted to now it is in his court. I mean Malone was gushing the other night after they lost to who was it like San Antonio like. I'm not closing the door. I'm not saying he is coming back, but I'm not closing the door. We might have reinforcements and even threw MPJ in there. Um, but I, I think, I don't think MPJ is coming back. It's, it's crazy how that's flipped right before it was. Well, MPJ I, I think, come back. I think if MPJ were to come back, the Nuggets are winning and the Nuggets are making a run. Right. Um, because you got to think like the Western conference, fine. Let's say Jamal comes back. Best case scenario. All right. Let's just hypothetically say Nuggets get Dallas. They beat Dallas with Jamal playing 25 minutes a game. All right. Which I think I think that's that's what they would need. Because I think they could if you get in a series with Dallas without Jamal, this current roster, I don't think they would win, but I also don't think it would be done in four or five, right? I think it would be a six or seven game series, and it'd be the Nuggets would have a legitimate shot at beating I Dallas. Know. I think Sands Jamal, I think that's that's a five game series against Dallas. Uh, I I I think I think we'll quickly find out. They're they're playing. Dallas, Dallas has Dallas really has trouble. had a good. Yes, Dallas has had a good run, but at the same time, they don't have anyone other than Luca. And once the playoffs start, it t- it tends to you know it. We know it it, it ru- mean, the the rotations tighten up. Players, but guys are they're all playing well at the right time but they're all right but they're all role players is what i'm saying especially Dimmer. how often how often do role players play that well consist that consistently in the playoffs it doesn't happen so that's what i'm saying is i think they have a legitimate shot against Dallas whether Jamal plays or not so that's why i think playing Jamal 20 25 minutes in round 1 i think is more than enough to win that series i think it heightens their chances but i think a Jamal that's somewhere between I think 80%. I think they would win in six. Uh, I'd still, if I knew, if you told me right now Jamal's coming back and you're playing Dallas, I'd still favor Dallas in that series. Now I'd I I would one hundred percent because because I think as good at look Luke is better than Dame, but what? But my point is, it was the same situation last year. It was it was Dame a superstar along with a bunch of other role players. And you kind of had CJ. Like, but again, I, I just, I don't, no one else other than Luca scares me. And Luca can't win by himself in a seven-game series. No, in a series. I don't think, no one can, right? Oh, no one can. No. Um, so, I, 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 now Jokic can't either, right? But at least I would, would you say Aaron Gordon is the second best player, or I guess the third best player in that series? Probably. Uh, is yeah. is Will Bart or is Will Barton the third best player in that series? Probably. Uh, right. I mean, They're probably Spencer three and Dinwiddie's four. Been playing really well for them. Okay. He's been really sure. Good for them this year. 
Well, since the all trade, I'm, I should say. Sure, but all I'm saying is I don't think that it's a. I don't think it's like man. Well, Dallas has four of the top five players. No, I mean it's not a situation where it's like Golden State, right? If they're all healthy, you have to worry right. about Steph, Clay. You right, know, Draymond. It's not that. Like it's one star, but a lot of really good role players who are all playing well. It seems like at the right time, and as a team, they're like the Portland of last year, to where they were playing. They're playing hot at the right time, and that's a dangerous combo. Now, I would still want Dallas, preferably because I think, and I'm not saying that Aaron Gordon would shut down Luca, but hmm. he's a bigger body who it's a good can matchup. Make it tough on Luca, whereas we we when you get Golden State, right? It's smaller guys, and we know that the Nuggets' point of attack defense with their guards is spotty, if not bad. So I think it's just a better overall matchup for the Nuggets to play Dallas, given that you have a guy in Aaron Gordon who we've seen can make it tough on Luka. Um, now, you can't keep Luka down forever. I mean, Luka literally, I don't know if you saw this the other night when they were playing Milwaukee, he literally called for the switch to get Giannis on him and drains a step back three in his face. So, I mean, you can't really keep that guy down forever, but at least you have a guy that can make it tough. Um, right. I just don't know if, if Jamal... I'd have to see where Jamal's at. I'm just... I just have little confidence, and it's not on him. It's not a him thing. I just have little confidence in general in players being able to make that leap after missing a full year of basketball, and then you're telling them to get up for the biggest moments and and perform at the level that we saw. I just don't think it's realistic. Well, I, now, maybe he well, might shock like, us, but I just don't think it's realistic. I don't think it's realistic for him to come out and, you know, be Bubble Murray. That's not what I'm saying. I, I think they are good enough in round one with Jamal playing 20, 25 minutes, giving you 15 points and, you know, two, three assists, two, three rebounds a game. I I think it's it's more of a... You know what it is? It's more of a uh, decoy in round one okay. because now because now Dallas has to okay we can't just we can't just put our all of our focus on Jokic because we know Jamal can kill us. Will he do it? We don't know, but he can, and we're not we don't really want to find out, right? Yeah. So that's the thing that I that's where I'm more of at least in round one. If you can, my point is if you can just get past round one. And you can play Memphis. I think Memphis then is an easier matchup than Dallas is. So you really should beat Memphis. I don't think Memphis really would have a shot against Denver. I don't think they have a shot against anyone in the second round. I, uh, you know, I think if you're they underestimating Memphis, I look. <laughs> I like Memphis. But they're the, they're, they are they are a good basketball team. I understand that, but they are the classic. Right. I mean, they're the new play great in the, in the regular season. They're the new flavor. You know? Right, and they're a young team too. They haven't been right. in the playoffs, and and we've talked about this a million times with with Phoenix and what whatnot. Now, if Memphis has an easy run like Phoenix did last year, sure they can get to the conference finals. They ain't beating Phoenix, but that's my my point is I don't think. Would you rather play Memphis or Dallas? Memphis. Uh, well, it depends. Is Jaw healthy? It doesn't matter. Is Luca healthy? Does. Okay, is Luca better than Jaw? Yeah, yeah, but I think it's close. I I don't think I don't think it's that close. I really don't. I I think we're gonna see how you can really stop John in the playoffs because he doesn't have a consistent great outside shot. He's relying on so many of his points being in the paint. 
I don't think that's going to work in the playoffs. Yeah, but even when we you try know to pack the paint on that guy, he still gets to the rim. Sure, but he still gets it's there. it's it's like a it's 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 like Giannis when Giannis was young, but it's not as terrifying as Giannis because he's not seven feet tall. Well, like but he, I think like Jai is really great in the pick and roll too. Like even if he, even if you collapse on him in the paint, he still is good enough to get by your guards. And so he has shooters on the perimeter and Desmond Bain and Melton and all those guys that can knock down shots. We we've seen this. We've seen this this story a million times. No, I know. I know. I'm I mean, we, we see finals, it. We but... see it with Utah every year. You have a six three guard who can get to the rim, who's a better shooter than Jaw. I just don't and think... And he still can't get there. I just don't think Denver can... Now, listen. If they had a healthy Jamal and were even without MPJ, I'd pick Denver. If they were well, fully no, but healthy, that's what I'm saying. Hey, look, here's the thing. Against Dallas, if you can get past Dallas... Like, that's... I think that's the hurdle. If you can get past Dallas... If you get Dallas. If you get Dallas. Because if they get Golden State, I don't think they... Unless unless Steph isn't playing... Yeah, they don't beat Golden State. I don't think they can beat Golden State. I don't think they beat them but, either with or without them. Maybe. I don't know. Golden State's been pretty bad with those stuff. But either way, I don't think you beat Golden State if Steph is playing. The only chance that I think Denver has to get past the first round is getting Dallas, which I think is possible, right? So if you get Dallas and you can just get past Dallas with Jamal playing 20, 25 minutes, you ramp it up against Memphis. Because that's six or seven games. It's not like they're going to beat Dallas in five. That is six or seven, more than likely seven games of Jamal playing. So that is your ramp up. That is that is that is Jamal's. All right, we're good. But let's get into it. As long as there's no setbacks injury wise or anything, and he is fully healthy, which I think he is. And it's more about just getting up to game speed and playoff speed. I think seven games is enough, especially playing at that speed and at that heightened level. I think he's going to get there quicker. So by the second round, I think Jamal is Jamal. Maybe not bubble Jamal because that we don't know if that even exists, right? Like if that was more of being in the bubble or if that was actually Jamal, we don't know. Mm-hmm. So we uh, don't expect that, right? We're not I mean, expecting we 50 seen, point games. We haven't seen Donovan get back to that level. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, but if we're getting uh, in, in year one, uh, when Jamal played, it was inconsistent, but he still averaged. Um, I- I'm pulling it up here, but I think it, it was like playoffs? 20. Yeah, like 22, four and four or something. So let's say we get that in the second round. Let's say he he's averaging 20 points a game four rebounds, four assists or five assists. Right. Which is very good for, you know, exactly what Denver needs on the surface. They, but what's the efficiency look like? Well, the normal efficiency that Jamal gets, it's not like, okay. it's not like, uh, it's not like, um, he's not the Mitchell efficiency, <laughs> right? <laughs> we, we've never, we've never seen Jamal have that. Like Jamal hasn't been that inefficient. Like Jamal is actually, I think, relatively efficient, um, okay. in the playoffs two years ago, or I guess three, three years ago, um, 21 points per game, 4.7 assists, 4.4 rebounds, shooting, 43% from the field, 34% from three. So let's say they get that Jamal. Let's say they get that Jamal, which I think is is very likely in the second round. And I think he could probably be a little bit more efficient 
uh, and maybe a little bit better than that in round two. But let's just say we get that Jamal in round two. I think that's good enough to beat Memphis. But with the way Aaron Gordon is playing, and put Aaron Gordon, by the way, on jaw, I think that works. I think that works really well. Um, and and we forget, Will Barton hasn't played, you know, he, we haven't had this Will Barton in a playoff series in a, forever. Like, it's never happened. So, this is, I think, with Jamal, and, and not even with MPJ, I think with Jamal, this is the best Nuggets playoff team that they've ever had. Because because year one, they didn't have MPJ, and, and Will was struggling, right? He got benched. I think Will was uh, Yeah, in and, and year... I don't think he played in any of those right. series. Year, year two in the bubble, uh, Porter was, was, you know, still a rookie, basically. Um, Will didn't play uh, ones. Will didn't play, and Gary missed uh, the first, like, few games, right? And they didn't, yeah, and they didn't have Aaron the, Gordon. I think Gary came back for game six and seven, maybe five. So, yeah, seven. maybe five through seven. It turned basically it was a, what turned the series right. Um, so I think if Jamal comes back, this is the best Nuggets playoff team. If he can get there in round two, right? If he can get up to speed, if they can get to round two and Jamal can get up to speed, I think this is the best Nuggets team in the playoffs that we've ever we've ever seen, even without MPJ. Now, I think if Jamal's at that level, they can beat Memphis. I really do. So let's say they beat Memphis. And now all of a sudden, we're a month into this thing. And MPJ's ready to go. Now you get MPJ 15, 20 minutes a game. I think that is a very realistic thing that, that could happen. Now, will it? I, I like the percentage-wise. I think it's very possible that that could happen. But I yeah. would put it at like 20% because you need Dallas, right? Like, that's the thing. You, you need to play Dallas to have a shot at this. Because I don't... The, the, the key is to get past the first round. With Jamal playing six or seven games in the first round. That's the key. If you can just get to the second round with Jamal having six or seven games under his belt, then I think you can really realistically say like, okay, <laughs> they have a legit shot at this thing. Hmm. But I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I obviously it's a lot of ifs, but I, I don't think I think Jamal's gonna play. I think I I think when that starting lineup comes out, Jamal will be there. Yeah, I mean, okay. <laughs> I, I think mean, he's playing. Point, as I'm ninety. As like I am at ninety percent. He's playing. He's playing in the playoffs. Yeah, I think I think we see him. Yes, I agree. Um, Ideally, he's 80, 85% of himself. I don't, I don't know if we can, exp- I don't even know if that's realistic to expect. Well, but. I think it is because wasn't, weren't expectations supposed to be March, right? And then it just kept getting pushed back and pushed back and, and understandably, yeah, but at the I same mean, time, February, it's like, March, it's like, February's okay, well, it's up to Jamal. And it's been that for like the last month. Uh, it's up to Jamal. It's when he's ready. I think it's just his mentality at this point. I just think, you know, he has to be mentally like, okay. Right. Okay, and, well, then if it's up to his mental state, physically, I would assume it's good. No, yeah, then. absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think it's like, oh, we're getting a 50% Jamal and right. we got to really ramp it up. Like, oh, 10 minutes, 15, 20. I think he's ready to go physically. Maybe this is what they wanted. Maybe they're like, you know what? 
we're just going to hold you out. We're just going to bring you back in the playoffs and scare the hell out of every team. <sighs> I mean, I, I guess. I mean, as long as he's ready, if he's cleared, then, you know, I'm fine. My, my like, fear if you're Dallas, has what are been... you thinking? Like, oh, well, my God, I mean, he's coming back. Like, it's not ideal. Obviously, you'd rather <laughs> face the Nuggets without. I mean, I, I still think the Nuggets with Jokic is, you know, you can't well, yeah, just he's kill them easily. I mean, unless you're, you know, Phoenix and, you know, you're they're missing all their pieces and a starting backcourt and all that, then, yeah, then it's easy. <laughs> But, played 40 minutes a game. Right. I mean, then it's easy. But, you know. I, oh, by the way, they have bones this year, too. Right. I, like, I think they, when you have a lineup of Jamal, Will, um, who have they been playing at the three? I guess Jeff Green. You put Jeff Green, uh, Aaron Gordon, and Jokic. That's your five. And then off the bench, you got Monte, Bones, DeMarcus, Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever. Like that's that's you. You kind of rotate maybe through Brin depending on spot minutes, right? Maybe Brent, right? Depending on the matchup and and how things going. Th- those right. are your uh four or five guys that are going to be seen minutes on in different games depending. Yeah. Um, I I think that's good enough. Yeah, I mean, I I'm at least to get to the conference finals. I don't, finals. I, I don't them, think that's good yeah. enough to beat Phoenix, right? No, but it's not. I think it's good enough to get there. And then if you can get there, maybe MPJ plays towards the end of the round two and he's back for round for the conference final and and he's looking good. I think that's more of a concern. Like I, I'm not afraid I like I'm not concerned of Jamal coming back and being like really bad. Right? Now he might have a, a game, you know, in game one maybe he only shoots like three of ten, right? But overall I think he plays well in general. Maybe he doesn't shoot well, but he plays well. Or MPJ, I'd be more concerned of him playing well in general when he comes back. Like well, I that think it's less to me is more MPJ. of a ramp up. Like you could just tell by the um, when when they're shooting around. I mean, right. I think Harrison Wynn put it out yesterday of DMVR um, when those two are out there warming up. It looks like Jamal is ramping up and MPJ is just shooting. Right. So at least at this time, now anything can change, but at least at this time. I don't think it's likely MPJ gets back. Now, listen, if they, if they hit the scenario that you mentioned, right, they they somehow escape the first round, they're in the thick of it in the second round, and MPJ is feeling good, I wouldn't be shocked if he came back. But I'm my point has always been I don't think it was smart to rush these guys back. They didn't do it, to their credit, which I'm happy mm-hmm. about. If they're physically cleared, right? If the doctors are saying you are fine, now it's up to you. I think Jamal has been physically cleared for the last month. Then I'm fine. I'm still worried, but I'm fine. Okay, like the doctors are saying you physically, you look good. Now it's up to you. Okay, well now it's up to you and just hopefully you just don't run into injury issues like you did last year, like we're the Chargers. But I just just don't know if – because then you have to worry about getting these guys acclimated you know, even though they're starters, like there's still a time to get acclimated because you've been playing all year without these guys. And I don't think it would take a long time, but still, I mean, uh, I think it would take longer. Well. It would take longer with uh, MPJ, but yeah. I don't think it would take long with Jamal because no. that's what they, they need. A, they need a guard. But it's still going to take time, though. It, and it's a glaring it's, hole. Yes. And it's it's taking, you know, chemistry away that's been built now it's not like it's completely abandoned you know Jokic just has to dust it off the shelf a little bit you know blow it off and okay I remember how to play with this guy um I want to get to uh just the uh, the whole team in general because 
going into the playoffs now, are there any guys that you're worried about their level of play right now? Because for me personally, outside of Aaron Gordon, I don't think anybody's, and well, and Jokic, nobody's really been consistent. Um, um, well, and I don't think his usual roller coaster. Um, Monte, as of late, has actually been playing really bad. Uh, his shooting yeah. splits in these last handful of games have not been good. There's been a lot of two of eight moments, three of tens, not good. Um, yo, the only thing with Jokic that I'm worried about is fatigue because mm-hmm. he is, again, he's been doing it all year. Um, and he, there's moments where he's, he looks really gassed. Like which game was it? Was it San Antonio or yeah. it was yeah, a few San games Antonio. ago where they had a chance. They got within four and he just could not buy a bucket. He's missing floaters. He's missing jumpers, even though he hasn't really shot well from three this year. Um, he, but when he misses those touch shots that he hits nine times out of 10, nine and a half times out of 10, then you know, okay, he's just, he's gassed. I am worried about it that because we saw that last year in the playoffs versus Phoenix. I'll never forget the shot. I think it was game one or game two. And they pan to Jokic on the sideline as he's about to inbound. And his hands are literally on his knees. And we just started the game. We we're maybe in like quarter, halfway through the first or starting the second quarter. And I'm like, oh yeah, he's gas. Like he, he has nothing left in the tank. That's what I'm worried about with Jokic um, is how much does he have? You know, and that was without having a daughter at the time. I don't think, I don't think his child was born yet. So is there anybody on the team that you're worried about? I mean, bones has kind of been up and down. That's what you can expect from rookies. Cousins was playing well there for a stretch. Um, last couple games, he didn't really play much or play well. Outside of Aaron Gordon, Jokic, I'm, I don't know if I have a lot of confidence in anybody right now. Well, I'll say this. I, I think they are all playing how they should be as their roles. But because they're elevated in their roles, now we're concerned. Right? And I, and I think that is, that's the issue, is that Monte is starting. He's not coming off the bench. If he was coming off the bench and he was a little in, inconsistent and kind of struggling, eh, whatever, maybe he'll figure it out. But because he's starting, it's like, okay, well, we need you to, we need you to be better than that, right? Um, same with Will. Like, Will is the third or fourth best option offensively for the team when they're fully healthy, but... Now, because he, we need to rely on him being number two. Okay, well, it's an issue, <laughs> yeah. right? The so, roller coaster. So that is the issue. Now, let's say Jamal does come back, and let's say he does play twenty twenty five minutes in round one. When he's out there, he's option two, more than likely, or at least it's more of shared. Right? There's another threat out there. And I think that helps. It pushes Monte down into the bench role, which I think he's much better at. I think it's much, I think the bench, talk about, you know, the struggles of the bench unit. Well, why is that? It's because Monte's not running it. I think that's a big deal. I think Monte is very good at running that second unit. And when he's not running it, that second unit is out there like a chicken with its head cut off and they're just running in circles. Well, yeah, it's either Faku right? or it's Bones who is, you know. He's a rookie and he's, he's not a national point guard, right? He's a, you know, he, he's a different guy. He's I've a different type really of guard. i impressed with Bones as a point well, yeah. guard this year. Well, and and, and so guard. what I'm saying though is like, 
these guys are all trying to play above what they can do. Yes, they're, they're and it's doing inconsistent. They can they can do it at times, but they can't do it eighty percent of the time, right? You'll get that one game every you know five or six games that they're like, oh, okay, you know, we got what we needed from you. Thank you. Finally, um, so that's. But if Jamal, and it's not really just MP, it's not about MPJ. I think MPJ is icing on the cake for them. And, and we've talked about that for three years now, right? He's more of the icing on the cake. He's he's the guy that they, they're they going to need healthy and playing well if they want to win a championship. Mm-hmm. But to get to the conference finals, they don't need him. So, so I, I think getting Jamal, it, it all really does as far as expectations and getting past the first round or, or getting, making a run or anything like that, it all falls on the Jamal. And it's not about, Oh, well, Jamal needs to be bubble Jamal. That's not what I'm saying. It's more of, he needs to be there and, and he needs to be solid. And if he can be that, you know, 15 points a game, you know, four rebounds, four assists, in 20, 25 minutes a game in round one, I think that's enough because what you're doing is you're putting Monte on the bench, right? Now Will can play off of Jamal and, and Jokic's two-man game. He's not the one playing the two-man game with Jokic, right? Now Aaron Gordon is... Aaron Gordon is the only one that's really truly been playing his role and hasn't really had to elevate in a way, right? Because he plays the corner, the dunker's role, and plays I mean, great defense. I think he has had to elevate offensively. I mean, he's, you know, when when all five are healthy, right, he's option four, if not five. Right. Four well, what I'm saying, though, is, three. like, his game hasn't, at least from what I've seen, look, I haven't been able to watch a lot of games, unfortunately, because <laughs> of, you know, certain things. So, um, but from what I've seen, his role is the same role. It's just he's getting the ball more often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes right? he's the second best player. But but it's but it's but it's not like he's doing it's not like he's ball handling is what uh, I'm saying. It's not like no. he's I mean, his he's role is elevated to you need a ball handle and you need to create your own shot. No, no. It's I the mean, same role. He's doing the same things. Yeah. He's in the corner, in the dunker spot. That's what he's doing. It's just that the ball is finding him more often because he's the second best option. Whereas if Jamal is out there, he's not gonna be getting the ball as often which means that the focus won't be on him as much. Well, and then, right? and then you have to think too. I mean, that that saves him for the majority of the game. Right. right? It saves him for defense. He's not and, having and, to expend. Energy. Right. And and the opponents are, you know, if they're playing Dallas, it's like, okay, well, we got to watch them all here. So more, more often than not, I think Gordon will be more open than he usually mm-hmm. has been because a lot of teams can put the focus on, Jokic and, and, and Gordon, really, and let everyone else just kind of sit there and do nothing. Um, and then, on top of all of that, as great as Jokic has been, it opens everything up for Jokic. Mm-hmm. And it, you're going to see a better Jokic. Like, that is... I don't know if we can Jamal see coming. I, well, I think we can. I, I think <laughs> I think better in, in, in that he won't be as gassed, right? Yeah. Yeah. So... That's where I think getting Jamal, even if he's not averaging 30 a game, getting a Jamal that's averaging 15 to 20 is good enough because, you know what? It was good enough in, in year one. 
Well, we we <laughs> talked about the second how, round, you know, MPJ, and a minute away, he walks out onto the floor and he's twenty and ten, right? Right. I mean, Jamal walks out onto the floor and at the bare minimum, he's fifteen points, right? right. So, I mean, I think that's and on top of feasible. all of that, on top of all of that, you get the best clutch duo back in the league. At the end of the day, that's what it's going to come down to in most of these games. Clutch time. Mm-hmm. And Jamal and Jokic together are the best clutch duo in the league. There's no one better. I'd say you can make an argument for CP3 and Booker within Yeah, well, years. okay, when when they were playing is what I'm saying. Because yeah, back then, but obviously, CP3 and Booker were. Those two duos, I, right. I, I don't know if there's anybody close. Right. So that's what I'm saying, though. When they were together and they were actually playing, mm-hmm. they were the best at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're probably right there with Booker and CP3 now. Um, but I think that it has a whole nother dimension because they're playing a true two-man game, whereas Book and CP3 don't really. It's more of it's more of CP3 running pick and roll with DeAndre and then mm-hmm. Booker being kind of the go-to right (laughs) um so it's a little bit different but yes like that is that's a big deal because now when it comes into clutch time it's a two-point game who are you trusting the two-man game between Jokic and Jamal or just Luka now Luka can do it I'm not saying Luka can't but what I'm saying is though the more consistent what you're probably going to see more often is Jokic and Jamal coming up coming out on top because you can double Luca, right? You can force Luca to do have to put up really tough shots. He can knock him down, but you can it's tougher. Whereas Jamal and Jokic, the way the reason why it works so well is because they get open shots every time. And they're both tough shot makers. And and on top of that, they're both tough yeah, they're tough shot makers. Jamal prefers so, the toughest shot. <laughs> right. Shot. Right. So that's where that's why I say, like, even if Jamal's not playing 30, 35 minutes a game in round one, they can get past Dallas because it's more about playing Jamal in the important moments, right? Maybe to start off the game for a few minutes, but it's really that second quarter to start that second quarter and to end the second quarter. Um, it's really the run, uh, and then it's really the run in the fourth, right? Like, those are the moments, like, Okay, we need you for these specific moments. Let's get you going early in the first. Let's get you going early in the third. And then let's bring you in at the end of the fourth and let's go. So let's run that two-man game and, and whatever. So um, I don't know. I, I, think, I think they have a legitimate shot at getting to the conference finals if they get Dallas in round one. If they get, if they get Golden State, you better hope Steph is 70%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to get to to Jokic. We can talk a little bit of, of MVP stuff. Um, but I'm just looking at his number. Like it's, it's hard to think about how he could have gotten any better from last year. You know, he finished the season last year at 26-10-8. Now their series at 27-14-8. If you round up 13.8 uh, rebounds, 7.9 assists. I think in his last like five or six games, he's averaging... 30-something points, and he topped, you know, he's tied Wilt and some other stat with that. Um, but the big one, obviously, was the one he did the other night. 
where 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and uh, 500 assists. He's now got 2,004 points on the season, uh, 1,019 rebounds, and 584 assists. No player has done that. It wasn't Jordan. It wasn't Bird. It wasn't Magic. Not Michael. You know, or well, I said Michael already, but KD, you know, Shaq, Giannis, Kobe. It wasn't any of these guys. Harden, nobody. Steph. It was Jokic. 75 years they've been doing this. And it's that guy. Um, now, I know recently we were talking, it wasn't on the pod, but, you know, you said you have Giannis, I think, right, as, as your <laughs> MVP. I just... Giannis is the best player. Like, before the season, I said KD was the best player. Giannis is now the best player. Like, I'm, I'm firm on that now. Giannis is the best player in the NBA. Another thing I was right about. Um, okay, but at the time, KD was, was the best player. <laughs> no. No, no, player. no, no, no. You cannot say... KD was no, you cannot KD say was KD was better than the guy who put up yes. 50. No, uh-uh. KD was the best. You cannot, you cannot say that KD was the best player when I, when the dude literally put up 50 in, a, in, in the game-closing... Game to, to win the fight. Like, you can't. No, you can't. No. The point is, we're in sync now. Giannis is the best player uh, in the league. Good Lord. I'm, I'm there now. Giannis is it. Okay. I, yeah, you, I had to see it. You're like a I'm damn snail. I'm there. I had to see it, but I'm there. Giannis is the best what, player. What did, what did you see during the regular season that um, you did not see in the NBA Finals? Well, I mean, I didn't know if his <laughs> shooting would be as good. I didn't know free throw wise if he would sustain I mean, that. He, and I think he's done that pretty much all year. Yeah. Um, and, and the guy is just like, <laughs> he's he's just insane around the basket. Like, Jokic is really good around the basket. Like, he's insane too in a different way. But, like, Giannis is, like, he's not big and bulky. He's tall. But he just moves dudes. <laughs> like, I think Matt Moore put out a, a couple video clips from some games where he's like, this guy's 6'7", and this he weighs this much. No match for Giannis, and it's Giannis just bullying him. This guy's six nine and weighs this much. No match for Giannis, and Giannis is just moving guys. I saw him move another guy the other night. I forgot who they were playing. I think it was Chicago or somebody, where he just gets his body into a dude, slings him, and just dunks it. And I'm just like, that's just. I mean, he's he's modern day Shaq in that essence. Like right. he's just he's yeah. such a dominant force around the rim. But that being said, the most valuable player doesn't always necessarily go to the best player. Right, mm-hmm. while Giannis, I think, is extremely in undoubtedly important to the Bucks and what they do. He, despite Drew, Drew and Middleton have missed, but I don't know if Giannis could have carried his guys if he was without, you know, Middleton and Drew all year like Jokic has been. And I mean, Jokic is nearly going to drag this team to fifty wins by himself. By himself. Now, he has Aaron Gordon. But, I mean, Aaron Gordon, I mean, he's not some sort of top-tier second, you know, option. I mean, ideally, Gordon's your third or fourth option. Um, I just don't know how anybody can look at what Jokic is doing. And I get it. Their record against, you know, top playoff teams isn't great. But typically, it's because those top playoff teams have better players around them. Those are their stars. So, and not one guy can win all these games by himself. It's just, when I look at what he's doing, I just don't know how you can choose anybody other than Jokic. Now, he's not the best player in the league, as I just mentioned, but I think you can argue he is arguably the most important person to his team's success. 
Like he, everything goes as he goes. (laughs) Like the offense runs through him defensively. He's not the best defender out there, which, you know, I've had an argument with some former coworkers about that. You can say that Jokic isn't a great defender. That's fine. But don't sit here and tell me he doesn't play defense. Because when you say he does not play defense, that's inferring that he is Harden-esque. He just doesn't right. care for it. Now, is there you know, times where guys are going to the rim and I would like him to contest a little bit harder? Absolutely. But he has some of the best hands in the league. He's up there in steals. He's got over 100 steals. Yeah, I mean, steals. He, had, he had like... Five steals the other night. Yes. Well, and I put out the stat the other week where it's like, let me see if I can find it. He's an elite company to where there's like 90 steals, uh, some some amount of blocks. It's Jokic, Thibel, you know, some of these other guys that are great defenders. Like you can say Jokic isn't a great defender. I'm not going to poop on you for that. But to say he doesn't play defense or that now he's a liability, that's just not true anymore. Right. It's just not true, and you ha- you actually have to watch him. I know it's hard. I know it's not the prettiest. I know he doesn't dunk like Giannis. He doesn't shoot like Steph. He's not you know forceful like Embiid, but he's still so freaking great. And just how much his team relies on him, night in, night out, to do everything. To me, that's the absolute definition of value. But listen, if it went to Giannis, I wouldn't be mad. Embiid, you know, I, I, I think Jokic is the better option. But if it went to Embiid, Embiid is having a great season. Listen, all these guys are deserving. You know, I'm almost like maybe they should do like co-co-co-MVP. Because all of these guys are having insane seasons at the same time. So, it's, I don't know. But I'm, I'm well, planting my flag on Jokic. Are you still on Giannis Island? Yes, but it, it's for much different reasons. So, um... Real quick on Embiid, I think you can't. I I don't think there's any way Embiid can win it. Um, and look, he's played great. I love Embiid. I he's he's one of the best centers that we've seen um, in the league in a very long time. Him and Jokic, uh, and you can throw Towns in there too. Towns, talent wise, he just yeah, has, Towns is like, up there. You know, it's it's really fun when Embiid is healthy. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. When he's healthy um, and you can see what he can do, he's an, a phenomenal player. I mean, he's averaging 30.4 points per game, 11.6 rebounds, and four assists. There's um, uh, now a look, big dude, but I've, like, real quick before you go, when they were playing the Sixers, I don't know if you saw this, but, like, Jokic is big, right? Not a lot of dudes make Jokic look kind of small. When he stands next to Embiid, he makes him look small a little bit. Yeah. And I noticed, I was like, whoa, like, Embiid is a legit like seven one. I think Jokic is six ten, six eleven. Like Embiid is a big man. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. Yeah, I mean he's he's great and he's averaging um eleven point eight free throws per game, and that talks about how just physically dominant he is, right? Where there's nothing you can do other than just foul him. Um, so yeah, he he's great, but. Giannis is averaging the same numbers, but more assists. And they have a better record. Mm-hmm. And Giannis is, I think, the better defender because he can guard multiple positions. Um, he's in the top three in defensive player of the year again. Um, Embiid, while he's really good defensively, 
it's not he hasn't been the defensive player of the year contender that he has been in recent years, right? I think it, defensively he's fallen off just a little bit um, because he's having to do more offensively, right? Mm-hmm. Which is naturally fine. Um, so you can't... I don't think you can give it to Embiid without saying, well, Giannis deserves it more. That is, that's the only, unfortunately for me, and, and I kind of do feel bad for Embiid because I think out of the three, he wants it the most. Oh, yeah. Well, Giannis um, said he doesn't care. Like, right, and Jokic like, will never... Yeah, Jokic doesn't, doesn't care. Just Jokic didn't care last year. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I, you know, like, I do feel for Embiid. I really do, because... It's, it's kind of like when Harden... Remember when Harden was getting snubbed? It felt like... Yeah, yeah. Years, and it's like, and then, and then the Harden. year he got it, it was like we have to give it to him because he does like deserve it. <laughs> um, but he, but that year he didn't. Right? It should have been LeBron. Um, but yeah, I, I really do feel bad for Embiid because there's no like he's he's literally second in everything. Like, like if you if you say well Embiid deserves it because of this, well Giannis does it better, right? Oh, well, Embiid, uh, because he averages 30 points per game. Well, well Giannis is average, averaging 30. Well, Embiid, because um, because he's winning in the East and people think the East is better than the West. Well, Giannis has a better record. Like, well, Embiid, because, he, because he's had less around him than Giannis. Well, Jokic has had less than, less than Embiid. So, so it's like there's, there's nothing... No. There, there's nothing that you can really say for Embiid that Giannis or Jokic doesn't do. Right. Um, so I, I do feel bad for Embiid because of that. At this, But the reason why... I'll say this. If Jokic didn't win MVP last year, 100% it should go to Jokic. Not even a question. The reason why I don't think... that I, The reason why I think it should go to Giannis more than Jokic. It's not that I don't think Jokic should get it, right? Mm-hmm. It's more about I think Yo- I think Giannis should get it. Like I think it's more about Giannis than it is more about Jokic, and I think it's more about history than it is about the regular season itself. Because this is the list of players who've won back-to-back MVPs. Bill Russell, Will Bird, Kareem, twice. Moses Malone, Magic, Michael, Duncan, LeBron, twice, Steph, and Giannis. And then the other one is Steve Nash. Now, I don't think... Now, Nick Wright brought this up, so I'll I'll give him credit. Now, I disagree with Nick Wright for most of it, but this is where I agree with him. I don't... Now, what he says is that Jokic would be in the corner with Steve Nash. I don't agree with that. But I don't think that Jokic would be with Bill Russell, Kareem, Bird, Magic, Michael, LeBron. You know what I mean? Like I don't think he'd be with them either. I think he's in the middle. And in order to justify these back-to-back MVPs, I think Nikola Jokic will have to win a championship within the next five years. In his prime, not like a Dirk route where he won at the very end and it was a thing. No, it was. It, it needs to be in his prime. Winning finals MVP, being dominant. He has to just because because it was now the same things were said. MVP though. Well, the same things were said about Giannis. Legacy, 
Maybe. But but the same thing the same things were said about Giannis, what? where it was like, all right, you got your back to back MVPs, but you choked the first time around, and then then you lost in the first round to Miami. But I don't think that's so much about justifying why you got MVP. I think that's justifying why we should consider you one of like the all time like right. best players. But what I'm guy. saying though is that the guys who've won back to back MVPs are the greatest player. But right, and it, it, here's the thing. I love Jokic, and and I think Jokic is one of a kind. We'll never see, well, maybe not, never say never, but he's doing something that we've never seen before, understandably. And, and, And based on that and based on the team around him, he deserves MVP. But he did win it last year, and when you talk about guys who have won back to back, they are top of, of the top. And, and when we look back at Jokic's career in 20 years from now, will we be saying, man, that really should have gone to Giannis? Because look at what Giannis did. Like, I mean, I mean possibly. I, I, but I, because if, if Jokic never wins one, and Giannis goes on to win four or five, but only like three MVPs, man, like Giannis deserved four or five, and one of them was probably Jokic, the one that Jokic won. That I mean, second you, time around. you can say that, I, but I, I don't think you need championships to justify MVPs. I think you need championships to solidify, you know, where your place is among the all-time greats. Right, but but the but the issue with that, when you say that, is yeah, I agree with you, but at the same time, the back-to-back MVPs, it does show. There's one guy that doesn't really belong in that list, but it does show. I mean, you got Steph, change the game. LeBron. Second greatest player ever for for most people. Um, uh, Tim Duncan, the greatest power forward in the game. Michael Jordan, the greatest player ever. Moses, I don't know a lot about Moses. I do know that he won one or two and was one of the best players in the league at that time. Um, Kareem, I mean, literally number one scorer in NBA history. Bird, one of the top 10 greatest players in in NBA history, Will, enough said, <laughs> and then Bill Russell, who won 11. I, those are all of those guys. I, I think, you know what? I think Jokic would kind of fit more around the Moses Malone, how we would remember him, right? Where it's like, I, I don't know a ton about Moses. I know a ton about the other guys. I don't know a ton about Moses. So maybe he fits in that camp, but I, but Moses won one. So I, I, I really do think to... Maybe justifies the wrong word, but to really say, okay, it was very deserved, Jokic has to at least win one. And, and not at the way Dirk won it, but the way these guys I won disagree. theirs. I just, I just don't think you need a championship to justify an MVP. I mean, I get it. Like the Steve Nash one, like a lot of people. But then if he doesn't, if he doesn't shot. win it, though, if he doesn't win it, I, he, he's, he's, but he's not MVP in that group. He's a regular season award, though. So you're, sure, you're, you're, I under I understand you're that. Using but a but when you're winning accomplishment to justify what you've done in the regular season, that just doesn't that doesn't compute to me. But when when you're winning, the difference is when you're winning back to back. I'm not saying just winning one, right? Because last year, it doesn't matter. James Harden has one, whatever, right? Like it, that doesn't matter. Winning back to back, because winning back to back means that you were. You were super dominant in a stretch, right? Like in a multiple year stretch, which is understandable, but, but, 
but so has Giannis, and Giannis has been doing it for the last five, right. six years. Well, when so, Embiid is healthy, he's dominant. Now, when you look at players who've won three and four around there, it's Bird, Magic, or I don't know if Magic's in that list. Uh, Kareem, Bird, Jordan, LeBron. When we look back at Giannis's, will he be in that realm? I don't know. Right. But I think it's more likely that he, because I think Milwaukee wins it again this year. So I, I, I do think that they're going to win back to back. And if that does happen, I do think that Giannis is in that boat of guys who should win the MVP award three and four or whatever, like like LeBron, like Kareem, like Jordan, like in that group. I do think that Giannis will by the end of Giannis's career, I could be wrong, but by the end of Giannis's career, I think he's in that group of top seven players in NBA yeah, history. I agree. If he if he wins another one, yeah. Especially if he wins two titles back to back. Right. Because if he if he wins this back to back, he's gonna win another one at some point. He's gonna win three at some point. Yeah, maybe. Right? Like he is that good. They'll rebuild. He's only twenty seven. He'll win another one. So he's probably going to win three. I don't know if he may, if he will, but I mean, yes. What am I talking about? He will when he comes to Denver and teams up with Jokic. So yes, he will. (laughs) Yes. So what, so like, that's the thing is, I, I think when you talk about historical reasoning, I think it's, it, it will look better in 20 years. When we look back, I think it will look better. that Giannis won three and four. than Jokic winning back to back. Now, I could be wrong. Jokic could go on and win one or two championships, and it and it's like, okay, well, that made sense, right? And I hope that happens. I just don't think it will. I, I really don't think Jokic will, will, will ever win one unless he is with a Giannis or a Luka. And in that, in, in that rate, he won't win finals MVP. Like, I, I don't... I really, I, I really hope that the Nuggets figure it out, but I really do, unfortunately for Jokic think that it it was wasted because of injuries and that's not you know look that's not on Jokic right but unfortunately when we look back like we won't maybe we will but mo- most people 90, 95% of people in the world won't remember that and just be like well Jokic didn't win one he never just, even got to one I just, I'm, I'm not able to get there I'm not able to get to championships just, now if you're saying that listen for legacy purposes for him to be considered not even just top 10 but like a top five at his position all time and he doesn't have champ sure i'm I'm with you there i can i can go there but i just i don't know how we can use a postseason accomplishment to justify a regular season well it's not they should have a best player in the world award and an mvp award it just needs to happen because it's two separate things and a lot of the time, I think people think because you win MVP, that means you're best player. No, that no, that's and, and look, I don't, I don't agree with that. I, I just being in a in a group of winning back to back MVPs, it, it's a very specific group. That's what I'm saying. And like, but what did we say earlier though? One guy can't do it by himself. So. It took for all those guys that have done the back-to-back. Now, Steve Nash never got it, but 
it takes a team eventually to get the ultimate job done. So again, I don't. I think at that point too, you're in a sense punishing a guy for oh well, you didn't carry your team because you were back to back. Well, okay, but at a certain point, it does matter what you do have around you, you know. So it's right. I don't know. It's listen. The guy's great. We can agree on that. Right. And I think he'll go down as one of the best. I think, and people may disagree with me, I think Jokic has changed the game. Now, it might not be as impactful as a Steph, as a LeBron, you know, as I, those I think guys. it'll be, it's more rare to see. I think uh, you will see a new breed of center coming up the ranks. Now, it may take three, four, five years, but I think you will see coming up the ranks centers who are more, and you're starting to see it a little bit now, but I think Jokic is a new mold to where it's a point center, a guy that you can run the offense through, who is a three-level scorer. Well, we I'll say this, that. though. In order, I think right now, though, the majority of people don't think that you can win a, cha- win a championship. With the center as your best player. With, with the center as your best player. And I'm, I'm still among those people. Now, I, I, think, I, think, now I think that Jokic can <laughs> no. be... Just like I will always say, I will continue to say, I don't think you can win a championship with your best player being a point guard. I think Steph is the exception. And even then, he I can play. argue he was that three. he would not have won one yeah. if it wasn't for injuries, right? Yeah, he, he wasn't the reason that they won. He wasn't, and, and um, also he wasn't the reason why they won. It's, so, it's funny that you mentioned I, that because I was thinking about that the other day. I think I'm now moved off of that a little bit because of the likes of Embiid and Jokic. I think those guys absolutely can be the best player on a championship winning team. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe, but those we got to see it. I think so. Because, because right now they're among the top five in the league at, you well, know, yeah. not just well, at their position, but players in general. Well, so, so have point guards in the past too. So AI was, so, so was uh, Steph. So was um, Chris Paul. Like there are guys that were the best player on their team as point guards were in the top five, top seven was in the Paul league. The top five player? AI, well, maybe. AI, AI was, to was probably top though. three. So. I, you know, De- Derek Rose at the time was probably a top five player. Mm, okay. But, but the, the problem is the reason why I say that isn't because they can't do it. It's more of because there's other guys that can do what they do, but are also wing def- wing players that can do more. So, for example, Embiid and, and Jokic are natural centers. They can do, they're averaging 30, 11, and 4, 30, or 26, 13, and, and, and 8, right? Great. And they are, they are two of the top 10, 7 players in the league, right? But the reason why I can't, I, I, I don't, I'm not sure. I guess right now I'm not sure. Long term, like, can they be the best player on the championship team? Is because Giannis can do everything they can do, but Giannis can do more. Because he can handle the ball more so than Jokic, right? Maybe he's not as good of a passer, but he's a better passer than Embiid. He's averaging six assists. And he can still make guys around him better. Maybe not to the extent that Jokic can. Maybe he doesn't have the, the vision, I guess, right, that Jokic does. But 
He does essentially the same thing in making other guys better. And then you add on top of he can be dominant in the paint, but he can also run the break. He can also... Now, Embiid and Jokic can do it to an extent, but Giannis is different. So, with guards, right? With with um, someone like AI. Well, yeah... AI is great. He can score at six foot one. He can he he's he can handle the ball. Those things. So could Kobe. So could Jordan. They're just taller. They're just wing guys. They can defend more guys. Giannis can defend more guys than Jokic and Embiid. Mm-hmm. So it's different. When you are a wing player, it is easier to be the best player on the championship team because you can do more. Like, point guards and centers are specific to those positions more times than not, right? Whereas a shooting guard can be like a point guard. A small forward can be like a point guard. A power forward or a small forward can be more like a center. But still do all of the other things. That's the difference. For example, Magic. Yes, he was a point guard, but at 6'8", 6'9", he can play multiple positions. So he's kind of that exception as as well, right? Like he he was a bigger point guard and naturally was a point guard mentally, but he won the NBA Finals MVP playing center. <laughs> you know, so like it's different. Um, Steph, the reason why he's kind of the exception is because of his shooting and the way he changed the game and no one can shoot the three ball like he could. So like that was the exception, but at the same time, I can make the argument he wouldn't have won without KD. So, it's it's different, and that's why I don't know, like, when we talk about Embiid, he needs a James Harden type of player, maybe not James Harden specifically, but he needs, like, a Ben Simmons or a James Harden. Maybe, maybe two guys, like, combine those two guys, that's what he needs in order for them to reach that level. Because I don't think either of us believe that they'll even make it to the conference finals. Maybe, depending like- on matchups. But they, they probably won't. Like, they're not good enough. Um, they'll, they'll lose to Milwaukee whenever they play Milwaukee. Yeah, they think, might I lose think- to Miami. They might lose to uh, even Boston. Yeah, this uh, is, is Milwaukee's to lose. I think, I think Boston and... Can Boston and Milwaukee meet before the conference finals? I don't think they can. They're two and three. I, I, don't, I don't know. But what I'm saying, though, is Boston could probably beat Philly. Uh, Miami could probably beat Philly, right? And then when you look at Jokic, well, even if they were fully healthy, I mean, Phoenix is really freaking good. And then even if they got to the finals, I don't think they'd beat Milwaukee. So it's, it's just, it's, it's, I, I, I think it's, it's just based on point guards and centers can't do what, what wing players can do. Because wing players can do everything more more times than not, right? Giannis can do everything. Jordan could do everything. LeBron could do everything. Kobe could do everything. Centers can't do everything because, well, they're centers. They're, you know, now Jokic is as close as we've seen. And that's the difference. I think Jokic could end up being the exception because the offense truly runs through him and is passing a passing ability now the other but the the i guess the thing that hinders him is defensively and a lot of times when we see the best players in the world and and when they win championships it's not that they're just unbelievable offensively but they're unbelievable defensively too 
right? LeBron probably should have won a deep DPOY at some point. He was on the all defensive teams multiple times. Same with Jordan, same with Kobe, same with Giannis. They're in that group. Um, like Shaq needed Kobe, right? He needed Dwayne Wade. Centers are more reliant on they need those guys. And then point guards to an extent are more reliant on, well, they point guards need a big to run pick and roll with, or they need um, a big, like Chris Paul. He needs a big and a wing guy. Well, he has that in Phoenix. So now I think that's a legitimate championship contender because he can run his normal pick and roll and be what he is as a point guard with DeAndre Ayton, just like he was with the Clippers, with uh, with uh, Griffin and Jordan. The difference is that now he has a guy in Booker who's a wing guy who can score on his own and be uh, maybe the clutch guy, the the scorer in general, the one-on-one guy. He never had that with the Clippers. Um, so that, I think that's kind of the difference between being a point guard in the center to being a guard, like a wing guy. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But I, I would say I'm, I'm leaning more towards now. It is possible, but... Joel, Joel and, and Jokic are, are two unicorns. I think those are the only two centers that you could. Yeah, I, I do think Jokic is more so the unicorn just because I don't think the offense necessarily runs through. Like, he needs someone to get him the ball yeah, more times not, than not. He's not bringing the ball up like, like Jokic right. is. I mean, Jokic right. brings the ball up at least 50% of the game. So, right. And, and he's like, initiating the offense. Yeah, he's initiating the offense, whereas like he doesn't necessarily need to bring it up, but he they get it to him yeah, in the. He does, he does both. <laughs> yeah, he he yeah he he initiates it, whereas Embiid I I don't think can really initiate it. So that's the difference, and that's why I think if one of them does uh, win a championship and and be the best player on their on on a championship team, I think it is Jokic because he can because the offense runs through him. I'm looking at the standings, and, and Boston and Milwaukee are two and three respectively. So they could actually meet in the second round. Oh, yeah, more than likely they'd meet. Kind of sucks. I would kind of like to see that as the Eastern Conference Finals. To be honest with you, um, it's Jason crazy. Tatum, man, that he is. Special. Yeah, he's he's taking a step. Well, and Jalen Brown too. Um, they both. It seems like they've taken a step. It's it's funny because I'm looking at last year's playoff bracket. I totally forgot that the Hawks made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Yeah. It just shows you how fluky, man. That that year was so fluky. I, yes, but at the same time, I do think Milwaukee would have won it. Like Milwaukee no. would have beaten the Lakers. Beaten Brooklyn. Yeah. Yes, they no. would have. If, yes, they would have. If Harden was fully healthy and Kyrie was fully healthy, there's no way that they. That beat team was a disaster, and it was proven this year. Like it well, was. Okay. That's that's different. They also had injury issues this year as well. So and they, they Milwaukee would have beat Brooklyn. No, it took them seven games and a KD missed three to beat them. Milwaukee That's still would have beat Brooklyn. No, 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 no. Brooklyn would have won. They would have beat. They would have wiped the floor with Atlanta, and they would have beaten Phoenix. I probably the same, if not sooner. Than the Nets the couldn't defend anybody. Sure, they would have scored more, uh, maybe, but they couldn't defend them. Well, they still took Milwaukee to seven without their their best players healthy. Oh. Yeah, that's because KD had to go super science. Like, I, okay, if they were fully healthy, KD wouldn't have done he that. He would have had to. No, he, he wouldn't have, have been able to. to. Oh, no, absolutely. he wouldn't have been able to. Stop. 
you're you're about to make yeah, me change Kyrie my, and James Harden dribble, dribble, dribble. You're about to make me change and say KD is the best player again. So it, well, you can't say he's not. He's not. Giannis, Giannis is the best player. <laughs> that guy's. But you know what's uh, funny, and and, and someone was talking uh, talking about this. I don't remember who, but like KD, I kind of do feel bad for KD in a way. Similar to Embiid, like he's always been second. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like, Nick Wright's thing. Yeah, he loves oh, was it Nick Wright that that's, said it? That's Nick Wright's thing. He loves to bring but, it up. But it's true. It, to be fair, it is true. I mean... Like, yes. he was second fiddle to LeBron, and then, like, just as LeBron's going down, KD maybe had a year or two, but then it was Giannis. And then KD got hurt, too. So, like, that that does hurt KD. Like, he, he got injured. So, really, those years that he was going to be the best player, he missed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the worst time. He got hurt. Um, but if he's not one, he's still in the top five. And I'm, I'm very interested after the season. I want to do, I, I, well, I was going to ask you at the beginning of the year, because right top, now top 10. it's interesting because one well, is easy. I, I think KD is two. I think man, the Luke top is, five are international players. I, yeah, I think Luca would be three. I think Jokic, Ooh, I don't know. Would be four. That. I'd put Jokic at either two or three. I mean, the the way Luca is playing, though, I I think it's moving part. But I think if I had to choose, I'd put Giannis, probably KD, Jokic, Embiid, and then Luca. I'd put Luca above Embiid. I don't know. I don't know. But I, mean, I those think could be probably Jokic. I think you make an argument for all of them, but. That's, and also, that's I think a year from now we'll be talking about Tatum being in the top five. Um, yeah, I mean he's he's probably already in the top ten. So, uh, well, yeah, I think he's. Um, I think Devin Booker is is now. I don't know if we had him as a top. Booker 10 thing is weird because I I understand everyone saying you know players who've averaged twenty six five and five that were had the best record in the league at all one MVP, but like Booker's is like literally twenty six five and five. When I think when you look at the rest of those guys, they're like thirty seven and six. <laughs> You know, like, yeah, I mean, he's just like Booker's like at the bare minimum of that. Like, he's phenomenal, it, though, man. He like, is, he is, is great. He is great. I'm just saying, like, he is. He's playing the, the eye test level. doesn't tell you MVP. Oh, of no. The league. Oh, his. Yeah. His push lately. The, everybody like, uh, come on. Come, come on. Now, look, I, I think in two, three years, yeah, he'll. it's like Tatum. Like, him and Tatum are, I think, sure. in that same boat. I think he can be an MVP one day. I wouldn't be shocked right. if he won it. But right now, He's 20? No. What? How old is, is Book? Uh, he's 25, 26, something like that. Let me see. Devin Booker is 25. Yeah. So, yeah, I think in a year or two, you can put him in that. Yeah, and that makes sense. But right now, I mean, l- listen. The guy isn't dragging a team by himself to 60 wins, okay? No. Like, he has a great roster around him. Yeah, he has so, he has the DPOY, one of the best point guards of all time, a good young center, and probably the coach of the year. Like, yeah, yeah. he has a great team around him. And a, and a 3 and D guy in, in Jay Crowder, who's who's really great in his role. Yeah. Cam Johnson off the bench. Yeah. Hey, yeah, okay. Like, that, a that's a great team an unbelievable let's, let's chill out here now if he was without if he was doing this without Aiton and chris paul all year okay i'll i'll give you some or even one of those guys the entire year no come on now, to be this. fair they went they had a really good record without chris paul 
Yeah, but it was like uh, a it was like a what 10 12 game stretch. Yeah, it was yeah. And nobody else was missing. So oh. I mean, hell, I think if if MPJ was out and they had Jamal and Jokic, I think they'd still be fine too. So oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, I mean, I'm just saying. But uh yeah, books cases is non-existent to me. But looking forward, that's why I've won in the finals and I, I'm I'm glad that we have the playoffs coming up. It's been a long season. I, I don't I don't I don't see how they could beat Milwaukee though. Um oh. I don't see how Milwaukee can beat them. That's my <sighs> counter. Oh boy. <laughs> that's that's All my right. counter. I don't All see right. how well, Milwaukee happens. can beat them. I don't think it's gonna be a sweep or anything. But the same exact thing will happen. Giannis will have unbelievable games um, every game. I, I think and, Phoenix and, will have a plan for him this time around. I don't think he, uh, what plan? What is what um, is a good plan against Giannis? Uh guard all five guys guard him. That's the plan. <laughs> all five. And you just live with whatever happens after that. <laughs> That's the plan. And that is absolutely the plan. Uh, no, I mean, I think, you know, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that they would learn from what they did wrong. Uh, they have now that championship much they experience. did wrong, though. Well. Like, I, I think in order for them to beat Milwaukee, Booker would have to match Giannis. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think it can. I, can Booker go out there and average 36, have 6 you, and 6? Have you seen how he's been playing? I mean, we talk about Jason Tatum on another level right now. Devin well, Booker's I know. I just. On another level right now. Uh, Booker, Booker, the thing about Booker is just he hasn't been super consistent. We've never seen it. Well, I'll say this. I was questioning, and this might be a little bit of recency bias, um, but I was questioning before the year. You know, I think I put out a tweet comparing Donovan. Book and Jamal, they're all eerily, weirdly similar in stats, at least before the year, um, and averages and things like that. I think now Devin Book is the clear frontrunner. Clear, clear front runner, rather. Uh, well, yes, but I think by default, in a way, because Jamal hasn't played. Well, that's and... why I, I think it's part of its recency bias. I'll admit that. But it's it's hard. But, but okay, but like I, but but I think when we talked about that though. I think I, I'm pretty sure I said this, and I would hope I, I said it, but I think Booker had the more likely scenario of pulling away than the other two. And I and I think I said it because based on his size. So it's not surprising to me that he's pulling away, and I think naturally he would have. Um, I think Donovan's the worst of the three. Yes. Yeah, and I, but I also think Donovan's size hurts him, because he's six two, six three, um, but he doesn't. He's yeah, he's still great, um, but he's you know he's the size of of a point guard, but he plays like a shooting like that's why like people say, and I agree with this. If AI was four or five inches taller, oh AI would have been ridiculous. Yeah. So. All right. Um, anything you want to get to in uh, Broncos country? Um, I, I did see the owner of Walmart is thinking about putting in a bid. Whoopee. Um, I would still like Peyton Manning to buy us or be a part of a group that buys us, but I don't know. Uh, still waiting for that. Russell Wilson obviously throwing with the wide receivers a couple weeks ago. Trying to think if there's anything else I'm missing here. Oh, re-sign Kareem Jackson for another year. Okay, well, you know I don't mind. 
Um, can't really think of anything else football-wise, Broncos-wise. Uh, I think that's we we're really in that kind of dead period. There's like two of them. There's post free agency and post draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know first off-season workouts are coming up here pretty soon. They've got their plan out for that, but. Yeah, I mean, we're just in that that lull of a period to where it's like just got to get through the drafts, and then you know get into uh, more off season workouts, and you know things don't really start getting going until training camp, anyways. But huh. we're uh, we're on the Nuggets train. How are my Avs doing? Did we win last night against the Jets of Winnipeg? Um, Can't say my Avs if you don't know what happened last night. Uh, well, I was watching that game. I think we did win because we came back. Actually, we were losing. And, we're watching uh, it. I, oh. I was. I actually was watching part of it. I didn't finish it, but I was watching. <laughs> uh, yes, we won 5 4. Yeah. Phoenix Suns of the NHL is what we are. That's what they call us. The Suns of Lanch. The you really Lynch. should be saying the Milwaukee of the NHL. Well, I, ooh, I was going to make a very vicious jokes, a joke, but Avalanche fans would have been very upset. So, wait, I am an Avalanche fan. So, yes. <laughs> Oh, man, I really, oh, hopefully Thomas doesn't listen to the podcast. Really, <laughs> oh, man, I had that one locked and loaded. I will tell oh, you. Wait, oh, no, I want to hear it now. No, no, no. Yes, no, no. I want to hear it. You no, have to say I it now. you know where I was going to go with that. You have to say it. I mean, listen. I mean, but I, it doesn't really compute because the Avs have won championships already, you know, so it doesn't really make sense, but. You know. Yeah, well, they're chokers just like Phoenix. Well, listen, we're going to win this year. <laughs> Staniel's cup is ours. Staniel Stanley, you know, that guy. That cup is ours. We're going to win it. I don't know. The Florida Panthers are really good. Toronto's really good. I Bo- feel like you're naming bad teams hoping that I bite. No, they're all at the top. <laughs> are they? Boston's okay. really good. Oh, the Panthers are really good. Minnesota wow. is really good. St. Louis is really good. I did not realize how far ahead the Avs were in points ahead of the Wild and Blues, though. That is insane. Which The Avs have 108 points. To me, is the dumbest thing that you don't base it off of win-loss and you base it off of points. I don't understand that. Yeah, it is kind of dumb because... Well, to be fair, though, it is... If you look at it, based on wins, at least, it goes in order in the West. In the East, it goes in order, so... I mean, well, what's, actually, no. It's it's split though. It's, what's the it purpose comes, of the points? I don't understand this. I don't. I don't get why they need points. I don't know. Well, I think it used to be because there used to be ties, but now there's no ties. So I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's that's a dumb rule that should be done away from every sport, though. So, because like, they they still count overtime losses differently than losses, which doesn't make sense. They, they need to adjust because obviously overtime losses used to be based on yeah. ties. Listen, rubber stick, get it together. All right. You know, don't be like, like the fact ball. that you, the fact that you get a point just for making it to overtime is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You know, we're, we're, we're getting to stick ball territory, but they used to do that because you could tie. Right. Yeah. Done. done. Then each team gets a point if you tie. Which makes sense. But now that there's no more ties, 
uh, at least I don't think there's more. There's, well, there might be now. Are there ties? I don't know. I have no idea. Be dumb if there is. I don't think there is ties. I don't no. think there can because be they, anymore because of no, because they go to a shootout. No, I, no, yeah. So it used to it used to be one shootout, right? But now it keeps going. Right. Um. Yeah. Oh yeah, but yeah, there used to be ties. It's stupid. Um, Rockies season started yesterday. Yep, opening and day. they suck. Uh, just like we all thought they would. Yeah. Go stickball. Hey. All right. That's going to do it for us today. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Thank you guys for doing it. Although, in. that first pitch by by uh, Russ, that was pretty sweet. Yeah, I heard it was right down the middle. Oh, yeah. And then not just, that was, was a dart. Like, yeah. well, pretty save, impressive. Save that arm for the season. Don't need you to throw it out too soon. All right, that's going to do it for us today. We thank you guys for tuning in. For Brandon Stoll on the other side, I am uh, Nikola Jokic's number one fan, Stephen Priest Jr. This has been the Behind the Glass Sports Podcast.